live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. This is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. Happy birthday, Vince. So glad that we get to celebrate you as a family on your actual birthday. And I'm sure you are so excited and happy that all of your listeners get to celebrate with you on Monday. So I hope that you're having a great day. Happy birthday, Dad. We love you. Happy birthday. Now you're officially like from the ye oldie times. <laughs> you guys are tremendous. <laughs> oh, yes. yeah, I, was, I almost said the word. I came in here today and I honestly, I was going to start, if we addressed it, which I wasn't planning to do anyway, by thanking Eric, you and Greg in particular, because you knew it was my birthday over yes, the weekend. Yes, we did. And I was going to lead if we talked about it. I was going to say, you know how I know you guys are good friends? Because I didn't hear from you. Because <laughs> I, I did not get a text from you. We did everything. We did everything you asked. We did not bother you on your birthday. But no, I just want complete disregarding of it. Eh, <laughs> uh, sorry. Yeah, thanks Happy a lot. Birthday. If you're watching on the live stream today, and you can text the word "watch" to eight five five six one six one six twenty to visually see my disdain. <laughs> my favorite part is Vince walks into the studio and he immediately assumes that all the fifty balloons are for someone else. He's like, "What is all this crap? Right, get, get all this stuff out of here!" And I'm like, 50? Oh. oh, that's for you. Yes, it was my birthday yesterday. <laughs> And I don't Happy care. Birthday. I don't care. But we, I, we I, care. See? And here's we the thing. We care about you. I know I'm like in the minority on this and it's my issue. I know most people enjoy their birthdays know, and know. they love the well wishes from yeah. other folks. And if the worst thing in your life is that you have friends and people who care about you <laughs> who want to say, hey, it's your birthday. Like, yes. boy, yes. what a terrible problem to have. I understand it's my problem. But I just don't care. Gee, Vince, don't you care about us caring about you? See, that's the thing. See, How is that my birthday gift? You did this for you, yeah. all of you. But we could have like bought you a bunch of stuff. We didn't do any of that. Well, that's fine. That I would have taken. I mean, I, I and got no you. silly string has been involved yet. Do you want right. me to put them up? Yes, them on I did get you, you some glasses to wear, just if you could. Yeah, there you go. It's my birthday. It says <laughs> you look like a million bucks. I have happy birthday. If I can share over the years, particularly after becoming a parent. Now, identify that there are a couple of people in the world that stake a larger claim to my sure. birthday than sure. me, yeah. and that's my mom and my dad. And if they want to have something going on on that day because it was more important to them than it was to me. There's at least one other who's very excited about your birthday. Can you wish Vince a happy birthday? Wow! Okay. The cat! Can you hope he comes home soon? Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so your cat also says happy birthday. This is the worst birthday ever. Thanks a lot. And thank you to my family for participating in this. 615 on Wisconsin's Morning News. How long do I have to wear the glasses? Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. Vince Vetrano, 50 years young. This is Jeff Levering, checking in from Arizona. Can't wait to get the baseball season started so we can have our weekly discussions. Listen, I just wanted to wish you a very happy birthday. I just celebrated my 40th birthday last year. Now that you are a decade older, a decade wiser than I am, you know, what they say about turning 50 is that you should continue to be active and be more mobile and do things outside. Well, 
considering your lawn wars victories over the years, as well as your pickleball prowess, I'd say you're doing just fine. Happy birthday, Vince. Enjoy it. 50 years young. It's just, this is the worst day of my life. I can tell you, Vince, 50 is not that bad. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, you look, you great. look great. Don't so care. Do you, Debbie. Don't care. <laughs> All right. Nice that wasn't a Bruce highlight. Bucks earned convincing 119, 119 and 98 win over the Sixers. This was Doc Rivers' return to Philadelphia. Rivers coached in Philly, you may recall. The fans let him run. The Milwaukee Bucks. Head coach Doc Rivers. <laughs> Well, the I best like part is, I love Rivers' response to it. It was awesome. I mean, really. Like, listen, I had three good years uh, here. And that, I'm not talking about basketball. I'm just talking about life. I, I enjoyed my, my stay here. Bucks and Hornets tomorrow night. Uh, to college basketball, some teams stack up wins. The Marquette Golden Eagles are stacking up. Boat races. Yes, another clinic by Marquette beating up Xavier at Fiserv, 88-64. The Panthers win over Fort Wayne, 96-88. Animals don't play again until Friday night. They're at home against Rockford. The remarkable winning streak, oh, came to an end Sunday done? afternoon. We lost 4-2 on the road to the Griffins of Grand Rapids. Would that have been 20? That would have been 20. Oh. That would have been a pretty nice number. <laughs> yeah. Huh? Look at us complaining. What, 19? That's all you have. <laughs> Only. Admiral's President John Greenberg has promised some sort of fan appreciation gesture once the streak was over. So we'll see what the Admirals are cooking up for that. Brewers in spring training action this afternoon. 2 p.m. broadcast time, 2.30 first pitch against the Reds. Split the weekend, losing to the Rockies Sunday. Beat the Padres in the first game out on Saturday. How about a home run call? You want one? Yes, please. Ready to go again. 2-2. Clark, drive, left field, way back, just staring, gone. Home run, Wes Clark. Up onto the roof of the party deck and deep left over the <laughs> Brewers' bullpen. That was an impressive shot from Wes Clark. So I couldn't get Levering to say, happy birthday, Vince, in the home run call. In the call. home run call? Right. <laughs> the judges also would have accepted for that call. He put the party in the party deck. <laughs> Ooh. We have to start sending our well suggestions yes. to level. Very good. Uh, that was uh, designated hitter Wes Clark, two for four. Two home runs in his spring training debut. Cool moment in that game, though, for Brewers manager Pat Murphy. So his son, I think it's Kai, plays for the Padres. So they sent Kai out to exchange lineup cards with his old man to start the game, yeah. which is cool and nice and touching. And then the kid hits a two-run double in the game. Todd Rosiak from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel asking the skipper about that. The guys on a bunch were kidding me. They're like, go ahead and clap. You can clap. <laughs> hey, go ahead, man. You can clap it's, for your kid. It's your boy. Yeah. It's spring training. We're winning. And that's your son. Go, <laughs> go ahead and clap. Enjoy the moment. 620 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Keep- Should add a slight chance of snow on Wednesday morning. Blustery conditions. I'll give you 70 on Tuesday and 31 for the high on Wednesday. Well, you can be. Welcome to Wisconsin. A Republican-sponsored bill passed through the state legislature would set parental rights into state law. We've talked about this for some time. WTMJ's Wyatt Barmore-Pooley digging into why the bill has been controversial. Assembly Bill 510 is also known as the Parents' Bill of Rights. Taking inspiration from the original, it would codify fundamental rights that parents have related to their kids' education. This includes a parent's right to determine the names and pronouns kids use while at school, and the ability to opt out of anything being taught, either for religious reasons or simply personal conviction. Those are some of the highlights of the 16 rights in the bill, and some of the more controversial ones. The bill drawing opposition from the Department of Public Instruction 
DPI Communications Director and former 8th grade teacher Abigail Sweats tells WTMJ. This kind of bill is really part of a pattern of attacks that I think we're seeing on public ed because it's designed to shut down discussion. She says the bill is coming from a hostile place, which she thinks won't help improve parent-teacher interactions. We very much support authentic, meaningful parental engagement. And we also worry that bills like AB 510 make classrooms into battlegrounds in a culture war that really should not be being fought in the first place. The progressive advocacy group A Better Wisconsin Together has come out strongly against the bill as well. Communications Director Lucy Ripp. This bill speaks to really just censor the stories of marginalized communities. That's something Sweats is worried about as well, citing recent statistics released by the Office of Children's Mental Health that two in four LGBTQ children have considered suicide in the past year, and one out of four has attempted it. If someone says something disparaging or weaponizes an identity or calls an identity itself a controversial topic, that kid hears it and internalizes it. A Better Wisconsin Together also taking issue with the process to create the bill. Rip says she's not happy about the involvement of the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty. Extremist groups like the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty have no business in these decisions. So did Will help write the bill? I asked the organization's education council, Corey Brewer. Will does a lot of work on parental rights, legal and policy issues, so often policymakers do look to us for feedback and suggestions on legislation. And Brewer has an interesting perspective, especially in comparison to Kip and Sweats. This shouldn't really be controversial. It should be bipartisan. She believes this wouldn't be as radical a change as it's being portrayed. A lot of the rights in this bill they're already in state or federal law for the most part, but they're not being respected. But in the end, was all the energy expended on either fighting for or against the bill worth it, given that it's all but certain to be vetoed by Governor Tony Evers? Sweats, Kip, and Brewer all say absolutely. Um, someone needs to stick up for public schools and educators. I think it's important that we do and we show our kids that we are standing up for them. I think it's worth fighting for for parents' rights. The bill now awaits the signature or the veto of the governor. Wyatt Barmore-Pooley, WTMJ News. So again, we're waiting on the governor as to whether or not there will be veto action. And then, uh, again, with the Republicans not having a veto-proof majority, bill essentially would be dead on arrival at the governor's desk. Bucks come rolling out of the all-star break. We've got sports coming up at 645. New reality show premieres tonight on NBC, and it has some local flair. The show is Deal or No Deal Island. And it, it's based in Panama. And Dawson Addis will be there. Dawson is a Muskego native. He's a realtor and he's a bar manager there. And he joined us on Wisconsin's Midday News last week and said he had to go through 50 hours of interviews to make the cut. I got the call saying, hey, you got picked. And I was one of the main cast members. And within probably four weeks, I had to get on a flight and go. So it was crunch time. I mean, figuring out my work stuff, who's going to take over my clients so he said some of the yeah like i have a job yeah see i don't think people think about that like yeah yeah, you actually have to like leave for several weeks so you have to go on some kind of sabbatical what's the game uh it's deal deal or no no deal deal. like there's a banker suitcase one with howie mandel and there is some of that it's not on an island (laughs) yeah so it's got like a survivor flair so boston rob i don't know if you ever watched survivor but boston rob's one of the most famous survivor players he's in on this and and uh, said, he's like, yeah, he walked on set and there he showed up. I was like, oh, my God, I know this guy. Uh, he said it's still very surreal, like even to just see the ads. It still doesn't even feel real, honestly. I mean, I 
We'll be at bars, restaurants, walking through, you know, anywhere. And I see the dealer, no deal Island commercial. And I'm like, that's great. Like, that's literally me, you know, and usually like you just think nothing of a commercial, but now it's like, Hey, like that's me. And it's just intensifies everything so much. So it premieres tonight on NBC. He could not tell us whether or not he wins the contest. 638 on Wisconsin's morning news coming up next. Bucks ownership is going to fight to get that all-star game in Milwaukee. We've got President Peter Fagan with some pretty pointed remarks coming up next. Hey, Vetrano, it's Merck here. I can't believe you're 50. Dude, I thought you were 55. <laughs> and I know your idea of getting lucky now is you find your car in the Costco parking lot for the first time without having to hit the panic alarm. Seriously. I'm so glad you're my friend. I'm so blessed you're part of my life. You're one of my favorite people. Happy 50th birthday. Be careful out there. Look both ways before you take that walker across the street. You guys are the absolute worst. This is the absolute opposite of what I wanted. Not because it's 50, because I don't care it was my birthday yesterday. This is the worst thing that could have happened to me. Vince uh, never wanted anyone to mention his birthday and his birthday, and I feel like Greg and I and the rest of us, you know, listened to you and didn't mention you on your birthday. Yes, so now this is my penalty for that. (laughs) Mercure, what Jeez, man. Hey, speaking of Mercure, I really wanted to bring this back because John had the Bucks president, Peter Fagan, on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. It was late Friday, so I wanted to make sure people heard this because Milwaukee, look, born and raised here, right? We got a little bit of a chip on our shoulder. You know, we feel like, you know, the, the younger brother to Chicago. We feel like we don't get respect when it comes to national events and things, and we're, we're climbing out of that. But this news that Literally days after the Bucks announced, yeah, we put in a bid for the All-Star game to host the NBA All-Star game that we were sort of promised by the NBA commissioner about a decade ago because we did everything we were supposed to do. We built a new building. We won a championship. Yeah. Milwaukee should get an NBA All-Star game. And then literally days after we put in our bid to host the 27 or 28 All-Star game, the NBA, and I'm sorry I'm mixing sports metaphors here, but moved the goalpost and issued this new thing of all these parameters that cities need to be able to meet to be able to host the game. Right. And a bunch of them we don't qualify for. It's like the number of five-star hotels, the number of direct flights and things like that. There's no reason for it, honestly. You can host this game in a lot of places. What, are the people not going to come? Right? Are we not going to put 18,000-plus at Pfizer or have the infrastructure? People we will have come, Ray. Right. People will come. So Fagan was asked about that. Mercura asked him about it pointedly here on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Are you disappointed, Peter, that we haven't had the game yet? I mean, now we're talking, if they do pick us, it's going to be almost 10 years since Vice Reform was built by the time we would host the game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and I'd say I was disappointed when they didn't promise us the game when we said we we're going to put a shovel in the ground. You know, I think I think Milwaukee deserves, you know, the type of recognition, the investment that the owners have put in the ground and, and the city and the state and the county. Like, you know, this is, that's kind of part of the return is, you know, to, to get these great events, you know, in part of the league, you know, that we're in. So I, you know, I do expect it beyond frustrated with the time and the delay and uh, the duration. But again, like, you know, we're not kind of stepping back from the fact that we should be a host of an NBA game, an NBA all-star game. That's that last part really stuck with me. And here's why, because they're going to fight. Look, they don't need this. Right. The, the owners of the Bucks don't need this. Peter Fagan is president of the Bucks. He doesn't need this. 
We need this. And these guys are going to go there and they're going to fight for us. And I was as skeptical as anybody when we had a new ownership group coming in here. Out of state. Buying my team. Who are these guys? These carpetbaggers from New York who want to come here and buy my team. I was as skeptical as anybody. But these guys have come here and they're going to fight. And back in the day, we would have laid down. Well, I guess we're Milwaukee. I guess (laughs) we don't get to do these big things because we're, you know, bucks aren't good. (laughs) And these guys are going to go there and they're going to fight for Milwaukee. And based on what Fagan said is... The NBA is already at least quietly sort of walking. Well, these are parameters. They're not must-haves and whatever. We don't get that game in 27-28. Those guys are going to go to war for us. And I appreciate it. 645 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Eric Bilstad and Vince Vetrano. And Brewers are on the air at six uh, on 620 WTMJ this afternoon. Got the Cincinnati Reds in spring training. 2 p.m. is the broadcast time. 2.30 first pitch on your home of the Brewers. So our guy, WTMJ's Dom Catronio, he's at spring training this morning. Dom sizes up the division, how things look for the crew in the National League Central. As the Brewers begin their first full week of games this spring, they also welcome in two NL Central foes to American Family Fields of Phoenix. First, the Cincinnati Reds, today at 210 Central, then the Cubs on Wednesday. Yes, the Brewers won the division a year ago, but the Young Reds are one of the teams charging for the crown. In fact, manager Pat Murphy feels all of the teams have a reason to believe. It's scary. The whole division's scary right now because they're in a team that's not playing to win right now. That'll be fun. Makes you better, right? The projections around the league agree. Both models from fan graphs and baseball prospectus forecast the Central as being the tightest race in baseball, even with the Cardinals listed as the favorite at both sites. As for Christian Yelich, he doesn't mind. Even when we've been good the last few years, like no one ever picks us to be good, you know, just because you know, we're the Brewers. And <laughs> it is what it is. But The Brewers have Bryce Wilson starting and Aaron Ashby throwing a simulated game on the backfields. Abner Uribe, Elvis Piguero, and prospect Robert Gasser are also scheduled to pitch. Reporting from Phoenix, Dominic Catronio, WTMJ. And the Admirals don't play again until Friday night. E, we've got Rockford at home. The 19-game winning streak ends there. Ah, snapped. Lost 4-2 to two Sunday afternoon to the Griffins of Grand Rapids. Big win for the Bucks over the Sixers on Sunday, 119-98. The Bucks play Charlotte next. College basketball Marquette winners and UWM winners. Signing Unlimited, WTMJ News Time, 649. The show is rolling on a Monday morning. Super Tuesday is a week from tomorrow. Former governor, former ambassador Nikki Haley will be asked every single day until then if she is dropping out of the race after a sound defeat in her home state. I'm grateful to South Carolina. I always have been and I always will be. And I'm grateful that today is not the end of our story. She lost to former President Trump, of course, in the primary Saturday by a bigger margin than she lost even New Hampshire. ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts is live with us from Washington this morning. Morning, Steve. Good morning. And look, there's no doubt that Nikki Haley is not going to be the Republican nominee for president, barring some calamity. You know, it's sometimes called the meteor strategy. If meteor hits Donald Trump, a health event or a legal problem, she's the last person standing. Uh, Apart from that, she's not going to win. But her performance in Iowa, New Hampshire, and again in in, uh, South Carolina shows that there is a significant uh, part of the Republican Party that really does want someone other than Donald Trump. She said it. She said, I'm an accountant. I know 40% is not 50%, but I also know 
40% is not some tiny group. There are huge numbers of voters, and this is Haley, huge numbers of voters in our Republican primaries who are saying they want an alternative, and that's true. So even as Trump is sweeping to the nomination, some very significant warning flags for him out there. So what's her end game? Hoping to make some type of dent next week? Her end game is to, you know, just hang on and, and, and hope something happens. I mean, there's, if you look at the, uh, any kind of delicate count, any kind of calculation, it's, it's 99.9 or 99.8% certain that Trump's going to win the nomination. She's out there to make a point. She's out there to rally the anti-Trump vote. She's out there to get publicity and build her reputation for a future campaign. She's still only in her 50s. I mean, uh, there's a lot going on here that doesn't have anything to do with her actually winning the nomination. But she is, while she's doing that, she's providing a roadmap for Democrats on how to attack Donald Trump because she's found some weaknesses. She's found some arguments that are resonating even with Republican primary voters. ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts is with us live in Washington this morning. You know, that's an argument that we've talked a lot about in our state of Wisconsin, Steve, particularly on the Republican side, that you have these bitterly fought primaries and it so weakens the eventual nominee that the Republicans find themselves losing races. I don't know if I see that for this. Like, Trump is Trump. Everybody knows who he is. Right. The Democrats don't know how to go at him at this point. Like, what damage really can Nikki Haley staying in the race do to former President Trump? Well, the damage is that she can continue to make the arguments that I think are most effective. If you look at the numbers in uh, uh, South Carolina, they were very instructive. Okay, so 40% of the voters voted for Haley. But 53% of the college grads voted for Haley. 57% of the voters who favor abortion rights. 60% of the independents. 73% of the moderates. 81% of the voters who say that Biden actually won the election. So that gives you a sense that there are still as a small but significant number of Republicans who really despise Donald Trump. And now are most of them in the end going to vote for him in Wisconsin? And Sure. But if even a small fraction of those voters, those Republican voters in the suburbs of Milwaukee, uh, many of them women, many of them who care about abortion rights, um, if a small fraction of them defect from Trump, that could be the difference in Wisconsin. It could be the difference in Arizona. It could be the difference in Georgia. And that's why you have to look at this election from the, not just in terms of how many votes Trump got, but how many votes Trump did not get in a Republican primary. Now, look, do the Democrats have a problem, too? Absolutely. There are many Democrats who are totally unenthusiastic about Joe Biden. Eighty six percent of Americans told us at ABC last week he was too old to be president. So both parties, both candidates are facing very significant uh, threats of unrest and discouragement and unhappiness with their party's nominee. ABC News political analyst Steve Roberts live with us from Washington this morning. Thank you, sir. Anytime, friends.